Jubilee Church Derby, a church family looking to make a difference across the city of Derby and beyond. This is a message from one of our Sunday celebrations, and you can find out more about Jubilee by visiting our website at www.jubilee.org.uk. To bring God's word to us this morning. Everybody, well, that light's bright. <laughs> um, yeah, so as Graham said, for those of you that don't know me, my name is Sarah, married to Graham, and we have five children at the moment. I say at the moment because we're foster carers, so that number changes from time to time. Um, so this morning, really uh, felt that we'd be good to look at obstacles that can stop us from fulfilling all that God has for us. And um, for me, the biggest obstacle that I have to overcome, uh, probably on a daily basis, is the whole area of fear and doubt. Now, when uh, Graham asked me to do this talk this morning, I suddenly got a bit fearful, and I was thinking of ways of getting out of doing it. And um, I was meant to actually be doing this talk in September, but our foster baby got chicken pox, and I thought, brilliant, she's got chicken pox, I can get out of doing my talk. Um, But, (laughs) so uh, yeah, so God uh, had other plans. So, um, but really, I knew that deep down, I needed to do this talk this morning, not because I feel that I have got loads to say, and the right things to say necessarily, but I know that actually sometimes when we take risks for God, it's a really good opportunity to step out and to trust God and to know his faithfulness. So I know that the enemy can use fear and doubt to stop us from fulfilling all that God has for us. And learning to overcome fear and doubt is something actually that most of us have to do in our life. Maybe fear doesn't stop you from stepping out in your spiritual gifting, but maybe fear gets hold of you in a different way. Maybe you are fearful about your children. Maybe you're fearful about relationship that you're in. Maybe you're fearful about your finances. Maybe you're fearful about your boss at work. You know, whatever it is, fear can affect us in so many ways. Maybe there are people here today that are thinking, actually, fear doesn't stop me. And if that's you, then brilliant. And I want to encourage you to keep going for all that God's got for you. But I'd also say to you this morning, don't switch off. Maybe God wants to speak to you about stepping out in something new this morning. And I encourage you, encourage all of us to have ears to hear God's voice in a fresh way this morning. So can I just pray? And then we're going to look at the Bible, see what the Bible has to say. And, uh, and I w- just want to share some stories with you, if that's okay. Lord, I thank you for being with us this morning. And I thank you that your presence is here right now. And Lord, I pray that you give each one of us ears to hear your voice afresh this morning. 
God, I pray that you'd give us open hearts to hear you and to meet with you. God, you want to meet with your people this morning. And Lord, we say, God, that we want to come and we want to sit at your feet and we want to hear you. Even now, would you come and start speaking to us, Lord God? God, this is all about you. So God, would you be glorified in each one of us, Lord? Just meet with us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So I love the story of Gideon. Gideon has to be one of my heroes in the Bible. And I can really relate to his struggles. And we can find the story of Gideon in Judges chapter 6. So if you've got a Bible, if you want to open it up to chapter 6, Judges chapter 6. And I have a glamorous assistant to come and read a few verses for us. So, Graham, do you want to come up? Okay, Judges 6. We'll read verse 1 and then 11 through to 16. The Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord, and for seven years he gave them into the hands of the Midianites. Now the angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak tree, under the oak in Ophrah, that belonged to Joash, the Abazrite, where his son Gideon was threshing wheat in a winepress to keep it from the Midianites. When the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. Pardon me, my Lord, Gideon replied. But if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Where are all his wonders that our ancestors told us about when they said, Did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and given us into the hand of Midian. The Lord turned to him and said, Go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Midian's hand. Am I not sending you? Pardon me, my Lord, Gideon replied, but how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my family. The Lord answered, I will be with you, and you will strike down all the Midianites, leaving none alive. Thank you. So to summarize then, God asked Gideon to lead the Israelite army and to fight and to defeat the enemy, which was the Midianite army. God wanted Gideon to save Israel. However, verse 11 tells us that Gideon is hiding in a winepress. He was hiding from the Midianite army. Gideon was afraid. He was terrified. In fact, he was really, really scared. But then God sent an angel to Gideon. And the angel says, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior. God reminds Gideon of the truth. He reminds Gideon of who God has made him to be. Let me ask you a question this morning. Are you hiding? And what are you hiding from? Maybe you're hiding from a work situation. 
Maybe you are hiding from that difficult family situation that needs sorting out. Maybe you're even hiding from God this morning. You know that he's asked you to do something, and like Gideon, you don't want to do it. Maybe you are scared. Well, you know what? God wants to speak truth to you this morning. And at the end of this uh, talk, we're going to have a, a ministry time. And I just really encourage you to open your hearts to God. And if anything that I'm talking about really talks to you, then we're going to have a chance to pray with you later. You know what? God wants to remind us that we are mighty warriors in him. He, he wants to remind you of who he has made you to be. I want you to turn to the person next to you and say, the Lord is with you, mighty warrior. And the other person next to you, if you've got one. So here was uh, Gideon then. And God had just asked him to save Israel. And Gideon argued with God. In verse 15, Gideon reminds God, because God needed reminding, <laughs> that he is the weakest and the youngest in his family. Surely God had got the wrong person. Gideon does not believe that God could use him. Gideon knows that God can use the strongest and the bravest and the most confident person. But how could he use a weak young chap like Gideon? How could Gideon lead an army? How could he save Israel? You know what, for Gideon, it wasn't enough that God had spoken to him. And I think actually Gideon was hoping it was just all a bad dream. And maybe there's people here today that think, how could God use me? Maybe you think that you're too quiet, that you're not spiritual enough, that you're not good enough. You don't read your Bible enough, that you don't pray enough. The list goes on and on and on. Maybe, like Gideon, you are doubting that you even hear God's voice in the first place. Maybe you're frightened of getting it all wrong. Maybe you're fearful of being judged. And do you know what? These thoughts are lies of the enemy. You know, I have often struggled with thoughts like this. I hate public speaking, <laughs> which is why I'm here. <laughs> Um, I feel really out of my comfort zone. Give me 10 children to look after and I'm fine. Put me on the stage and I just panic. But sometimes it's so good, isn't it, to get out of our comfort zones. But it feels like over the last few years, God has been really challenging me in terms of um, doing things on the stage and, and talking in front of lots of people. Not because he wants to make me do something I don't want to do, but actually, it's a chance for me to grow in God and to see his goodness and his faithfulness. You know what? It's when we are full of the Holy Spirit that God will use us. And we become bold and courageous in him. It's not in our own strength, but we need to be full of the Holy Spirit every day so that we can keep stepping out 
and keep being brave for God. God wants us to exercise faith and not fear. What is it that God is challenging you about this morning? Maybe God is speaking to you about stepping out and starting up a social action project. Maybe he's speaking to you about joining the band. Maybe he's speaking to you about joining the creche or the frog club. Whatever it is, you need to be brave and go for it. Maybe you've got that prompting for God to pray for your neighbour. What is it that is holding you back from stepping out and doing all that God has called you to do? Is it fear? Or is it doubt? Now, what I have learned that actually when we find things a struggle and we feel weak, funnily enough, we are in a much better place for God to use us because we have to rely on God and to seek him more than if we're really confident about it. Now, it's so good, isn't it? God uses the weak and the broken. 2 Corinthians 12 verse 9 says, My grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Now, feeling weak is actually a good thing. Because we cannot do anything else apart from trust God. You know, God is faithful. Our confidence and boldness needs to come from knowing who we are in God. Deuteronomy 31 verse 6 says, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them, for the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you or forsake you. You know what? God asks you to step out. You know, there's been times when I have stepped out for God and I've been so scared, but I knew that I had to step out of my comfort zone and trust God and just go for it. I didn't want to let fear stop me from growing in my walk with God. I want to make the most of every day. You know, I think I don't know who said this, but someone said this isn't the rehearsal, this is the gig. <laughs> you know, we only get one shot at life. We've got to make the most of every day that God gives us. So let's choose to run this race well and to go for things that perhaps naturally we might shy away from. So are you going to step out of your comfort zone? Are you going to start taking risks or keep taking risks for God? As many of you know that uh, we are foster carers and at Devoted in the summer, we were asked to do a seminar about our fostering and adoption journey. And the easy answer for me would have been to say no. For those of you that know me, you know how much I love camping. Um, just to get through the weekend is quite an achievement for me. But I could have used the excuse that actually I've got five children to look after. Graham's really busy, so I can't do it. I just need to take the children to their meetings. But sadly, I've got lots of offers of help. Um, <laughs> lots of people were willing to distribute my children to different places. And I was like, oh dear, I'm going to have to do this talk. But really I knew that I had that prompting from the Holy Spirit. You know you just get that prompting, don't you, in your heart. 
And I thought, I need to do this. So I prepared the talk. I prayed about it a lot. And I delivered it. I managed to cry all the way through it. Naomi cried with me, which was nice to have her there. Um, But you know what? God was faithful. And as a result of doing that, lots of people expressed an interest in starting their own fostering and adoption journey. And um, after I did that talk, a a guy came up to me the very next day and he said, "Um, can I just say thank you for for sharing that talk. He said, I cried all the way with you. I was like, hallelujah. (laughs) I wasn't on my own. And he said, after that talk, me and my my wife went to our children and we talked about um, adopting um, a baby. And I was just like, you know, God is so faithful. And if I did that talk, or we did that talk just for that person, then that was enough. And so God is faithful. And I feel like God wants me to be really vulnerable with you this morning. <clears throat> and I want to tell you about what I'm fearful of. And I know, <laughs> I, <can't clears throat> I haven't even told you yet, I'm starting. I know that um, people that know me, I do get quite emotional when I talk about fostering and adoption, just because it's just something so that we're so passionate about. And you know what? It's all right to get emotional. I think we can shy away from it, can't we? And we can be fearful of crying. You don't have to be. And I'm going to probably cry right now. But if you want to cry with me, then feel free. (laughs) So as you know, we're foster carers. And over the last year... (sighs) We have had the privilege and the (coughs) honour of loving a little girl. She she came to us when she was five months old. She came late at night. She came with only the baby grow that she had on. She was filthy. And for the last year, we, we have loved her, and we've cared for her, and she's been a very special part of our family. And she's gorgeous. She's full of life. She keeps me very fit. don't have to go to the gym, following her around every five minutes. And, she, yeah, she's just beautiful. And I know that many of you in this room have cared for her with us. And I want to say thank you for loving her as you have done. God has got a plan for her life. And she's a very special little person. And we couldn't have loved her without your help. And so thank you for everybody that has just loved her and looked after her with us. And next week, a decision is going to be made about her future. It's taken a whole year. But a final decision will be made next week, probably. 
and we're pretty sure that soon she'll be moving on to her forever home. She shouldn't have worn mascara this morning. Um, And I know in my head that I can trust God for her life. But you know what? I am constantly... Can God really give our precious little girl the best forever home? Will he really look after her? Will he give her a hope and a future? Can I really trust God for her life? Can I let her go? Am I brave enough to say goodbye? Some days my heart feels so full of fear and doubt and anxiety. Also, how am I going to trust God with our own children? Will they be all right saying goodbye to her? Just like Gideon... I am fearful and I am scared. You know what? I've got a choice to make now. I can live in fear or I can choose to believe God's promises over her life and over our life. I know that God has called us as a family to love the broken and the vulnerable children. And I am confident that God will give us the grace that we need for this. And when my heart feels full of fear, you know what? I need to keep going back to God's truth. Please pray. Pray for us as we prepare to say goodbye. Pray that God provides our little one with the best forever home and I know that he loves her more than we could ever love her you know what it takes courage and it takes boldness to take risks for God so don't let fear stop you from doing all that God has called you to do God can use each and every one of you in this room Even this morning, I look around at you all and I think, gosh, you know, there are people here that are older than me, that have been Christians longer than me, that probably know the Bible a lot better than me. But you know what? God can use all of us. It doesn't matter who you are and where you've come from. God can use each and every one of us. So do not discount yourself today. Galatians 3, verse 26 says, So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. Hebrews 4, verse 16 says, Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. You know, it all comes back to knowing who we really are in God. I know that Naomi gave an amazing preach about our identity in God a while ago. 
And you know what? This really has to be the foundation of everything else. Once we really grasp our inheritance of who we are in God, we, it will release us to go for kingdom things. So do you know who you are in God this morning? Do you really know your identity this morning? And if you don't, then I want to pray for you later. Because God wants you to know who you are in him. Romans 8 verse 15 says, The spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you receive brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father. 1 John 4 verse 18 says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. The enemy wants us to think we're not good enough. He wants us to doubt who our confidence is in. It is so easy to start believing the lies that go on in our head sometimes. And I'll ask you a question this morning. What lies are you believing this morning? And you know what? I know that God wants to cut these lies off today. He wants to fill you with fresh faith this morning. He wants to remind you that he can use you mightily. And again, we'd love to pray with you in a little bit. You know what? I find it incredibly difficult to come and get prayer after a a meeting. And do you know why? It's because I listen to the lies of the enemy. I think to myself, can't go forward because what will people think of me? I'm married to the pastor of the church. I'm meant to have it all together. Well, I'm telling you now, I haven't. (laughs) Probably got more problems than most people. But you know what? Don't let the enemy stop you from receiving prayer this morning. If there's anything that you want to pray about, then we really want to pray with you. So I just want to... have a moment to pause here at the moment, right now, and I'm going to get you to get out of your seats in a minute because you look like you're falling asleep. Um, in the little pocket next to you, you can find a piece of paper and a pen. And I would like you to write down any lies that you feel you've been believing. It could be anything about your children, about your job, whatever it is, write it down. I'm going to give you a few minutes to do that. Okay, we all, we all done. So now, what I would really love you to do is tear that piece of paper up. Tear it up. And I have got a bin here. And as an act of faith, I'd like you to come and throw that piece of paper in the bin. So go for it. I've got a collection of tissues. People keep giving me them. Thank you. Thanks, guys. That was brilliant. 
<clears throat> I'm going to be all right now. I've got lots of tissues. <clears throat> um, so again, we're going to have a chance to pray later because sometimes these lies might creep back in our minds again. And when this happens, we need to remember that God has set us free from them. You've got to remember that these lies are now gone in the bin. And you need to keep telling yourself, keep speaking truth to yourself, that God's truth has set you free. You know, this is why our personal walk with God is so important. It has to be our number one priority. As we spend time with God, then our faith will grow, our passion for him will increase, and we will learn to hear his voice more and more. Fear will go, and faith will rise up. I want to challenge you again this morning on your walk with God. How is it? How is your walk with God going this morning? Are you struggling? You might not be. If you're not, brilliant. Keep going. Keep pressing into God. But if you are struggling, then we're going to pray with you later. I'm going to pray that God gives you a real passion for him again. And as I was preparing for this morning, I was just reminded of um, the book of Ezekiel, um, chapter 37. And God tells Ezekiel to prophesy over dry bones, to breathe life into these dry bones once again. And maybe there was a time when you were so passionate, so on fire for God, you took risks, you stepped out of your comfort zone, you went for it, you didn't let anything hold you back. But maybe now you feel that that passion and that life of God has gone. Maybe you just feel spiritually dry and that your bones are just dry. God wants to breathe life into your dry bones again this morning. So going back to taking risks for God then. Once we feel that we have heard God's voice, whether it's having a prophetic word that we need to, to share, act on it. It says in the Bible that faith without action is dead. Unless we act on what God has asked us to do, then there isn't much point in God speaking to us in the first place. Acting on it can mean a number of things, depending on what it is. You might need to speak to your life group about it. You might need to share that prophetic word on a Sunday. You might need to go and offer to pray for your non-Christian neighbor. Whatever it is, just go for it. Jeremiah 17, verse 7 says this, But blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. He will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green and it has no worries in a year of drought and it never fails to bear fruit. You know, as we step out, God has promised to bless us. I think it's worth mentioning here that it's very easy to get fearful of making mistakes when stepping out for God. 
And if you feel that God is talking to you about something, then it's really good to be accountable to somebody that you trust, someone who can encourage you and pray with you. So I'd encourage you, if you feel that God is talking to you about something, go and talk to somebody that you trust. Could be a life group leader or a close friend. So going back to Gideon then, you know what? He was scared of getting it wrong too. In fact, he asked God to give him a sign so that he knew it was really God talking to him. And you know what? One sign was not good enough for Gideon. No, he had three, three signs to show Gideon that he had heard God's voice. He wasn't hearing things. It was God speaking to him. And you too can and will hear God's voice. So as we bring our talk to a close, let's just recap on what we've looked at this morning. So the enemy will try every tactic he knows to stop us from stepping out in the gifting that God has given us. I've just touched on a few things, but we need to be aware of an enemy who likes to stop us in our tracks. But you know what? We need to be even more aware of a God who is bigger and greater and stronger than the than anything else that the devil can throw at us. If you are sitting here today knowing that you hear God's voice, that fear, doubt, lies of the enemy, whatever it is, is stopping you from stepping out for God, then God wants to break that thought pattern today. We're going to pray that these strongholds are broken and that you are no longer slaves to fear or doubt, or any other obstacle that the enemy can throw at you. God wants to use you, and he wants you to be free to walk in faith again this morning. He wants you to hear his voice again in a fresh way. So being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. So if the band want to come back for me, please. We're going to sing in a minute. But we'd love to pray with you about anything that I've talked about this morning, particularly if you feel that you have been believing any lies of the enemy, particularly if you feel that you struggle with a whole area of fear and doubt, And also, maybe, if you feel that you just have spiritually dry bones this morning, God wants to breathe fresh life into you guys this morning. We haven't got a long time. So as soon as the band comes, starts playing, I want you just to come to the front quickly. Don't let anything hold you back. Maybe for you, that is a bit of a fear thing, like it is for me. Just, just come. No one is going to judge you. And actually, we want to walk out of that room today, changed people. We want to walk out of that room today knowing that we have met with the living God. I want to walk out of that room knowing I've met with the living God. So if no one comes forward for prayer, I'm standing there. You can all pray for me. (laughs) 
And as we sing, can life group leaders or people that are used to praying come and pray? So can we stand? I'm just going to pray, and then we're just going to go for it. I want you to be brave. I want you to take a risk this morning. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are here right now. Thanks for listening to this Jubilee Church podcast. Feel free to check out our website at www.jubilee.org.uk and come along on any Sunday morning.